Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. Good morning, world, and welcome back to the post-production podcast. My name is Rachel. And my name is Kiri. And welcome, indeed, to the post-production podcast. I promise I don't normally sound this chipper. It's just... I was going to say, you sound way more energetic yeah, than I do. Honestly, I'm I'm currently compensating for the fact that it's hump day and I'm tired. You know, it, it's kind of... It's just been a week, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But we're so glad you're here, listener. This is the post-production podcast where we talk about our experiences in media and production of all types. Um, We also critique popular works, talk about memes, and get on a lot of comedic rabbit trails. But we're so excited you're here. Yes. Just for starters, we didn't really talk about this last week, but what productions have you done recently? You good? Um... (laughs) I'm thinking... You just had an oncoming sense of dread or something. Well, I've been working so many events as a musician recently that I haven't done much. Like, I feel like traditionally I get on this podcast and we talk about our week in production and I can list off like five videos I shot. And that just hasn't been... the still production. We produced something. That hasn't been the case recently. Yeah, so... I've been doing music stuff two or three times a week for the chapel programs here on the college campus. So I've been super busy working with stuff for that. It's been a lot of fun. Are you a band leader? I am a band leader. Oh. Yeah, so I spent a lot of time running rehearsals, planning services, working with our tech team to make sure the services come together and run smoothly, um, and then actually getting up on stage and leading the services. So it's been definitely a big turn from last year where I spent a lot of time behind the scenes of stuff, shooting videos and editing things and doing lots of admin. And then this year I'm at the front of a lot of stuff and it's a lot more music focused than it has been, I think, in past school years. So all that to say, it's been a busy week um, doing non-traditional production. Well, it's still music is about as traditional as it gets, I think. Yeah, that's true. What have you been up to on your end, Kiri? Well, September was surprisingly busy at the library. Just lots of clients coming in and doing stuff, using our spaces. Let's see. Last week was, there was a Manit Day celebration. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but it's M-A-N-I-T. It's a Marshallese holiday. Oh. In our area, there is a pretty sizable population of people from the Marshall Islands. So we had a bunch of Marshallese people in and they did like this little show where they did some singing and dancing and it was really fun. That was last weekend. And then everything has just been ah, the usual, making sure everything is working, making tutorial videos for all of our simulators. That's been this week's project. Oh boy. I wrote a bunch of scripts today for voiceovers for that. Fun. Embracing your inner James Earl Jones. Yes, yes. Well, I know I'm going to have to act the crap out of it because my natural voice does not sound like a calm narrator. Right, yeah. It's going to be like, welcome to the library. Before you use our Redbird simulator, please, it's not <laughs> sponsored. 
geez. Please make sure the machine is powered on. Yeah, I did some some voiceover work for the audio drama I did casting for last semester. They also asked me to step in and do the voice for the end credits and stuff, which is hilarious. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. But it that. was actually a lot of fun because once I got in studio, it took it took some significant coaching <laughs> on the part of sort of our, our acting directors end of things to get me to sound like a voiceover person. <laughs> but once I, once I had the tone and the sort of pace of the voiceover down, it actually actually came fairly naturally, but it was a lot of fun. Oh, another thing that we didn't mention, actually we did mention it, but we didn't like delve into it too much. How are you feeling about the new Hawkeye trailer and the series that's coming out? (laughs) (laughs) She just like physically reacted very excited. (laughs) I... I did. I'm not gonna lie. I was not expecting to like it as much as I did. Honestly, like I don't get me wrong. We all know. We all know on this show. I love Jeremy. We Renner. all know. We all know that. <laughs> but um, his, his character has kind of been less and less and less focal to the Marvel universe. So I think I was kind of expecting kind of a low effort show on on behalf of Marvel. And I saw the trailer and I was blown away. Like, it, it just, it looks like so much fun. It looks so uniquely crafted around the character of Hawkeye. The one thing, though, is that um, I watched it with Michael, our, our guest from last week, and we were cracking up because Jeremy Renner is starting to look his age just a little bit. Oh, you poor thing. I know. Uh. <laughs> it's the end of the world. I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't watch the whole thing because of the Christmas music in the background and I'm just not mentally ready for Christmas. But it did look <laughs> it did fair. look really fun. And when I when I saw the thumbnail, I thought Haley Steinfeld's character was his daughter, like his oldest daughter that he was training with the the bow and arrow. I did too. They they kind of look a lot similar. Yeah, so I thought it was like going to be a wholesome little father-daughter vigilante justice fun times show (laughs) like that that would have been fun yeah no to be fully honest i spent probably two minutes of the trailer thinking that girl was his daughter and then i was like oh wait a minute that's someone different yeah well and as we know his daughter got dusted so she didn't grow up right yeah that there's that (laughs) well i mean i think it's Great marketing on Marvel's part to get it out this hey. early gets us all <laughs> excited for for like the next few things in the Marvel universe. Well, hey, speaking of, what are we talking about today on the podcast, Kiri? Advertisement is advertising. Advertising with advertisements and merchandise and is other it? marketing <laughs> strategies is what we are talking about today. We're talking about advertising today, <laughs> we're, y'all. We're talking, yeah, yep. This is already a roller coaster of an episode. No kidding. Rachel is a nerd. Yes. So she has written up a brief history of advertising. So buckle up. Yes. This is either going to be really interesting or really boring. Let's go. <laughs> I'm going to bet a little of both, Kiri. And I don't appreciate your skepticism. Hey, in high school, I wrote an entire 10 minute speech about the history of the calendar. So. I get it. You're a dweeb. <laughs> I know. Oh my goodness. I think I brought that one to a national tournament, actually. <laughs> it was that dweeby. <laughs> I have no words. Anyways, if if there's anything to be said about this podcast, it's that Kiri and I both love really niche research mm-hmm. just for the heck of it. Oh yeah. And I actually 
have some background in, in this already, less so in applied advertising and more so in the area of I'm a communication major. So I've taken a ton of classes on the history of communication, the history of communication mediums. So the second I saw that we were talking about advertising, I was like, oh, buddy, time to get into some history. (laughs) But before we get into the episode, I thought I would clarify real fast um, that today we're concentrating a little more on advertising than we are on marketing. And the difference, I think, from my perspective, and of course, this isn't going to be a perfect definition because they're both abstract concepts, but advertising acts as a component of marketing. That's how I see it too, yeah. Where marketing is a vast and analytic and strategic field that involves a ton of research on consumers and marketplace, advertising is more so the process of making the product or service known to the target audience. Thus, an experienced marketer uses advertising as a part of their work to engage consumers. But today we're focusing more so on advertisements themselves, because that's kind of more so the overlap of marketing and production. A brief flyover history. Fasten your seatbelts. Advertising and production have gone hand in hand for decades, which is why we thought to talk about advertising on the podcast, because this is a media podcast. So for the sake of brevity, we're going to focus on advertising in American media um, specifically starting in the 20th century, because that's where it, it, it's easiest Ads to... Ads did not exist before 1900. That's false. <laughs> I'm only here to spread false information. All right, Facebook. <laughs> Anyways, the overlap of ads and, and media production sort of began in America with radio, I would argue. And here's an interesting tidbit for you, Kiri. Mm -hmm. The first radio commercial ever was broadcast in New York. And at that point, direct selling of things was prohibited on the radio airwaves. So radio host H.M. Blackwell created his own, quote, indirect direct method, which was an extremely subtle, that's sarcastic, 10-minute talk extolling the virtues of living a carefree life in the suburbs at the Hawthorne Court Apartments in Jackson Heights, Queens. The 10 minutes cost the advertiser $50. Amazing. $50 was a lot more back then than it is now. I know, but I'm just dead at the fact, like, this guy really thought it would be subtle if he got on the radio and started talking for 10 10 minutes. minutes. That's a long time in radio. Yeah. That'd be like if I got on the podcast and talked for literally a third of the time. You've done that before, so, you know. About everything great I have experienced in my black Honda Civic. Like, it's, it would just, it would not be subtle. By the end of it, you'd be like, my golly, she has been paid off by Honda to indoctrinate us. My golly. Yeah, I know. So TV advertisements started running in the World War II era and sort of took off after that. The 1960s to 1980s came to be considered the golden age of advertising. And that was also where a lot of marketing research started taking place, including disciplines like bringing psychology into marketing and using focus groups. Um, And that's how marketing started to drive advertising instead of advertisements sort of just being willy-nilly illustrations or speeches about a product. All of a sudden, there was all of this marketing research taking place that was making ads more effective. Finally, um, the advent of the internet and social media soon thereafter caused an explosion in dynamic digital advertising. So ad services that we're familiar with, um, like DoubleClick and Google Ads, literally started turning over millions of dollars 
because businesses wanted to market to the online masses. Podcasters and such. I know. Those freaking podcasters, man. Yeah. And now <laughs> entities like Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram are turning over literally incomprehensible amounts of money in targeted ads every year. Um, so they're using user data from platforms to ensure that their ads reach engaged consumers. So every time I say tennis shoes around my cell phone, I get on Instagram two hours later and suddenly I have sneaker ads all over the place. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, I was about to ask, like, what, what kinds of, like, targeted ads do you even get? I don't pay attention to them. This is hilarious. I get sneaker ads <laughs> because it's, like, I really like sneakers is the thing. So I get sneaker ads, hippie t-shirt ads, like all these outdoor companies. Yeah. I say as I'm wearing a huge Colorado t-shirt. Colorado. And then I get um, meme sticker ads. So like meme pages that are selling silly stickers of like internet jokes, those pop up frequently for me. So there is a way you can see your ads or like see what Instagram is trying. Oh, here's the American Eagle, Hershey's. Oh, dear. American Eagle and Hershey's. The dynamic duo. The official Pandora. Amazing. I think it's a jewelry thing. 20th Century Fox and YouTube. Honestly, I'm enthralled by each one of these advertisers. I love that for you. Kiri, do you want to talk a little bit about your experience with Advertissement? Well, I have not really done anything super official. I have made like two posters just to like get people to come to meetings and stuff at school. I've made, well, I've made a lot of videos for the library, but those aren't commercials. Those aren't ads. Those were just tutorials and tours and that kind of thing. But I do try to make them look professional because some of the videos, like especially the tour videos, are videos that admin sends to donors and other rich people and clients who want to use our spaces. Like, this is everything that we have. So it is an advertisement, sort of, for the library, but it's not a commercial, mm-hmm. right? Like it's just, it's putting the content out there. I've I've done a lot of like promoting my work, like my own work on like Instagram and stuff like that. I did once try to, so my senior year of high school, I thought I wanted to be an artist. I like I actually made some stuff and I tried to start an Etsy shop. Doesn't exist anymore. Oh boy. Nothing happened. I wish it did. I, you know, I was just trying to do a little side hustle, you know, college was coming and I was like, ah, that costs a lot of money. So at regionals, basically everything I did in high school is somehow related to speech and debate, competitive speech experience. (laughs) So at regionals, my senior year of high school, the seniors got to turn in little bios and they passed out like a, a little senior book to everybody. So you can see who's, who's graduating. And one of the questions was like, what else do you do mm-hmm. <laughs> besides speech and debate, which for me was literally nothing. But I tried to be like, well, you can also find my uh, Etsy shop at uh, whatever it was. And I, like, I don't even remember that. It was like geometric. Some, oh, digital geometrics. It, it was all digital art and it was geometric. Oh, boy. It was not good. That's an extremely literal title. Yeah. Find my shop at digital geometrics where you can find my digital, digital geometrics. geometrics. <laughs> I do have some physical ones too. They're by my door. Oh, and then uh whoever was putting that little booklet together was like, "So, we can't do any advertisements in here." 
So you can just say that, oh, yeah, I also do art. <laughs> so Rip. I, don't, I don't even remember why, but that was... It well, was you attempt. shot your shot, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. I probably would have said something like, ask me about it, please. Yeah, for <laughs> real. And then, and then somehow incorporate, like, a digital geometrics logo into your speech and debate competitive outfit. Like, uh. get, get a digitally <laughs> geometric printed suit. So, oh, that would be awesome, actually. Well, the idea is to make yourself not too flashy so that people are actually paying attention to what you're saying, not what you look like. So I don't know if that would have flown very nah, well. But. I, don't, I don't work like that. <laughs> My goal is to walk into a room and immediately leave everyone speechless. Either with how bad my outfit is or with how good my outfit is. There is no in-between. You can still leave people speechless with your speech. Well, see, I do that anyways. <laughs> so <laughs> after a while, I get bored of doing that and I have to find new ways just to keep myself occupied. But like usually you know it was bad when you get a ballot back that says, you look beautiful. It's like, mm. If that's the first thing you noticed, then you definitely... Fair. My speech wasn't that memorable. Yeah. (laughs) Or if that's the thing that you remember to put down on the ballots. I once wore an extremely professional outfit for a singing competition. What do you mean by extremely professional? So it was a very formal competition. So I wore like a very formal outfit and it was a great outfit. Um, It was like a really nice pair of like dressy, like flowy slacks. Um, Yeah. Yep. With this cool blouse um, and heels. That was like that. That was the look for the girls in in speech in debate. See, it was it was a look, and then I like I dressed it up and made it like a little bit more feminine by putting like a very nice sweater with it or whatever one does yep. to look nice. And then I sang in this competition, and I sang pretty well. <laughs> um, like I felt super good about the musicianship side. I didn't place, which was a bit unusual. Not to brag or anything. Well, no, it was more so that, like, I went into the competition at least expecting to, like, be noted as a good competitor. Right, yeah. And it wasn't a large competition. So I was like, yeah, like, I'm going to show up. I'm going to sing well on this repertoire I worked hard on. I'll be noted somehow, and I'll move on with my merry way. And... I did not place, and then the top judge's comment I got back was, wear a dress next time. Why? I was disgusted. I was like, (laughs) really? You have nothing to say to me about technique I could correct or Maybe you were just that good, and that was the only flaw they could find. No, I was so mad. Actually, you would have, you would have. Yeah, that was my thing, is I was like, no, like, if I didn't place, so like, Tell me what aspects of my actual musicianship and characterization you would like me to fix. One time, so my first year, my first year doing it in high school, I didn't have like a suit jacket. So I just had a black sweater thing. Mm -hmm. And I got a couple of ballots back that said, you need to wear a suit jacket, not a sweater, because that looks unprofessional. Like, yeah, ma'am. No. (laughs) And then there was another time. I think it was might have been the next year I got a ballot back that was like, well, I can't think of anything that was wrong with the speech. I guess wear a different shirt because the shirt I was wearing was like, you've you've seen me wear this particular shirt. I should I have a lot of the same clothes I wore in high school, like the clothes I wore to tournaments. I am now wearing to work. I should I need more nice clothes. No, I I Uh, do the exact same thing, dude. (laughs) We're in the same boat. uh, It was was a white shirt 
and the neck it wasn't a v-neck but it was like like it was a collared shirt kind of disguised as a button-up but it like tapered to a point yeah yeah it, was, yeah, it came down to a point it was like right here and I don't know, maybe in the right light, it was slightly see-through, but I always wore a tank top underneath, so I don't know. It's Yeah. Yeah, it, it just made me mad because I was like, okay, not to pull that card, but if it is all right for a man to walk onto a stage and sing a song nicely and leave the stage and wear pants, it is all right for a woman to do so. That's my soapbox, is yes... In, in classical music, sometimes there are roles that are explicitly considered a, quote, pants role for a woman. <laughs> and those are roles where you're, you are supposed to wear pants because your character is male. But otherwise, it makes me really mad that the underlying assumption is that women will always wear dresses to sing. Just wear pink and they won't know the difference. Like, I have legs. You do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put those legs in pants if I so desire to do so. And as long as my outfit is sufficiently professional and non-distracting from my performance, it should not freaking matter to a judge if I'm wearing pants or a silly little skirt. All of that to say, your clothing is like an advertisement for yourself. Literally, how are we going to get from this topic back to advertising? <laughs> That's how I did it. <laughs> what a segue! Because it is a, a show of, of how you present yourself. Like, look at me. Hello, have a conversation with me. Y'all missed the fact that <laughs> Kiri just shimmied while she said that. <laughs> that was unintentional. Ugh. Okay, uh, what... Ooh, so targeted ads. Have you ever bought something just based on the ad? Because, like, the ad just sucked you in. Yes. What was it? Actually, my favorite brand of shoes. Oh. This, this happened, like, four years ago, but it's still relevant because I still wear and love these shoes and buy them regularly is there's a sneaker company. We're back on the freaking sneakers, dang it. <laughs> freaking sneakers. There, That sounds like a bad indie band. Oh, yeah. Please welcome to the stage, Freaking, freaking Sneakers! sneakers! They're like loser, um, but indie band. <laughs> for real. It has those vibes for sure. Yeah. So Freaking Sneakers. No, so my, my favorite band... <laughs> <laughs> my favorite brand of Freaking Sneakers is I'm not going to say them on the podcast because that would be free advertising for them and I'm not interested in that. But I got a targeted ad for these cool hippie high tops. Oh. And I was like, those look sick. So I bought them, which is very rare for me. I'm not an impulse buyer, especially of clothes. Like for me, it's like a very big deal for me to buy clothes or yep. shoes. Mm -hmm. um, it's something I have to think about for a long time. I don't like spending money on frivolous things. Yeah. But yeah, so I bought them. I wore them and they turned out to be amazing. They were super comfortable. They went with all my outfits, yada, yada, yada. So I got another pair a year later so that I could wear more freaking sneakers with more <laughs> of my outfits. It's a rare online clothing shopping success story. Those two pairs of shoes literally lasted me. I, I still wear both of those shoes and it's been four years. And wow. they're so good that I just bought another pair. <laughs> So now I have three pairs of these high tops from the same company and they're like, they're like indestructible and it's all because of a targeted ad. Are they different colors? Yeah. So one pair is like sandy brown and then another pair used to be white and is now like dark gray. Yep. And those have cacti embroidered on the sides. Ah. And then I just bought a pair of light gray ones with mountains embroidered on the sides. Hmm. I think I've seen you wear the cactus ones. You definitely have. They were kind of my signature look <laughs> for a lot of college. 
Can't have college without cactus. Which I'm not mad about. I don't know anyone else who wears cactus shoes on the reg, so at least I'm unique. See, you're advertising yourself and your personality. I'm also advertising this shoe company for free, so... Yep, anonymous shoe company. Anyways, have you ever bought anything based off of just an ad? I don't think so. Nothing that comes to mind immediately, because I'm not... Like you said, I'm not an impulse buyer, and I, I am just trained to ignore ads right but sometimes something might catch my eye and then i'll be like no (laughs) this is a targeted ad. sometimes i think for three seconds before i say no instead of just immediately (laughs) saying no well and i'm like work i work pretty closely with it so i'm like that's a virus waiting to happen yeah no that's true so i'm just i think i'm just paranoid it's really what it is all these targeted ads have given me is paranoia that's fair is there like there's got to be a subreddit of like bad ads probably like bad billboards i would not be surprised there's a subreddit for everything at this point what is what is the worst ad you've ever seen girl do you remember at the super bowl a couple years ago the chunky milk ad for mint mobile nope let me i'm gonna screen share it to you because it's that bad and if i had to suffer you had to suffer what year was it because there were a couple of years in college that I didn't watch the Super Bowl at all. It was 2019. Yeah, I was. The only I reason didn't... I know about it was because I had an assignment to analyze a bunch of Super Bowl ads. Oh. And so I literally had to watch it. See, that sounds like fun. No, it was not. Well, okay. Sorry. I enjoy watching the Super Bowl. Like, I'm not like big yay sports gal, but like, I was mad that I was required to watch such a long thing just to advertise... Or just to analyze, like, specific ads. Yeah. This is the Chunky Milk ad. Ugh. Ah! <laughs> what? Anyways. That was weird. Isn't that, like, the nastiest thing you've ever seen? Yeah. Well. Well. Perhaps not, but it's it's up there. It's up there. Huh. Yeah, so that that was, like, probably the worst ad I've ever seen. What about you? I don't know. I can't think of anything that's it. My answers are not good today. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is just this giant billboard on the way to church from my family's house. For a while there, there was this, uh, like it was, it was this massive picture of this girl. I don't even remember what it was about because the font was so small. We couldn't read it, but her face was so big and the background was like kind of grayish. So when it was cloudy outside, it would blend in with the sky. And it's just and this so ominous just face. This huge floating face. With text that we couldn't read. That's funny. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know what the ad was for. I, I found a, a list of bad ads. So first we have this billboard of a guy just holding two puppies. He's like, trust me, I'm a lawyer. Aw. My dogs do. Can we talk about how the photo cutout of this guy holding the two dogs? There's like they a glow put like a behind yellow him. glow behind him, so he literally looks like an angel from heaven, <laughs> except it's this lawyer dude with a beard and two dogs. I love that the title of this article is 19 Alarmingly Bad Print Ads. Yeah. If you're that alarmed by print <laughs> ads, you need to do a reality check on your life priorities. Oh, yeah. See, stuff that looks like it was pulled off of a website in 2007... That's that's not good. Uh, really small font and too many words. Those are all big no-nos. 
um, stuff that clearly looks like it was made in Photoshop. Okay, so this one, you have a picture of the guy and then a banner along the bottom with a bunch of like stock photos of some of his... What is that? I don't know. He just has like clip art of a doctor in the middle and then a list of all of the... What? I can't even tell what this is about. I don't have answers for you. It's carpet cleaning and a pharmacy. That's what it is. <laughs> carpet RX. I love it when when the when the pharmacy can prescribe me some carpet cleaner. It took me it took me a minute hey, to figure out what this is about. Do you think if I can get a prescription for carpet cleaner, <laughs> it'll work better than the vaccine? I I bet it would. My Facebook ads told me that if I drink carpet cleaner, it cures COVID-19. Oh boy. So, I don't need no mask. But like this is clearly just pictures of stuff with some text boxes everywhere. Like this is every sponsored ad in every local play program ever. You know yeah, what I'm talking that's about? That's rough. Yeah. <laughs> that's almost bad. Like you could make something better than that in PowerPoint. Are you alcoholic? We can help. <laughs> <laughs> Call this number for liquor home delivery. <laughs> that's terrible. I mean, that is kind of sketchy. <laughs> Cheat on your girlfriend, not on your workout. That's so bad. That's horrible. Actually, you know what's even better? bad signs because the sign in front of your business that's what draws people in these signs of like there's two of them and you're supposed to read them like left to right or up and down like one column at a time like attention yeah. students you are not allowed to take our trolleys to help you move is what it says across two pieces of paper but if you read it vertically it's attention you are not our trolleys students allowed to take to help you move <laughs> oh and of course the church signs do you know what hell is? Come hear our preacher. Come hear our preacher. <laughs> no. <laughs> there is nothing I love like funny church signs. Holy water car wash will wash the hell out of your car. <laughs> I can't. Wait, let's just let's specify church signs. Church signs are advertisements, right? Post-production podcast where Rachel and Curie react to Google every week. Yeah. iPod? iPad? Try, I pray. God is listening. <laughs> a boomer wrote that. <laughs> that has yes. the most boomer energy. A four-inch tongue can bring... Uh, no, 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 no. Stop, drop, and roll won't work in hell. Welcome. <laughs> Hot, imagine hell. For a ride, call 870-307-200. Don't let worries kill you. Let the church help. Oh, dear. That's bad. Whoever stole our AC units, keep one. It's hot where you're going. <laughs> That's clever. My church got their AC units stolen once. It was like in the summer in Texas. So it was a big deal that our air conditioners got stolen. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, here's another one. Whoever stole our mower, God will get you. Yikes. The theology in a lot of these are, is a bit questionable to me. Tired, tired of, of being, being a, a loser? loser? Turn to God. <laughs> Don Manning, pastor. One cross plus three nails plus one resurrection equal four given. Wait a minute. That adds up to five. <laughs> That's the joke. Oh. <laughs> Life without God is like an unsharpened pencil. No point. Adam and Eve, the first people to not read the Apple terms and conditions. These church signs are honestly the peak of humorous advertisement. And the worst part is a lot of them aren't even meant to be funny. Tweet others as you want others to tweet you. A boomer wrote that one too. Oh yeah. 
Too hot to keep changing signs. Sin bad. Jesus did good. Details inside. Okay, I can get behind that one. <laughs> That's, That's a good funny. one. <laughs> yeah. That's a good that is like efficient. That is quick thinking. It's clever. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin spice communion this Sunday, 10 a.m. Oh boy. Okay, yeah, we need to stop. So thank you for joining us for an episode that was very loosely about advertising. Very much so. Maybe you learned like one or two things. Anyway, the point of the show is Google knows everything about you and so does Apple. So uh, just whisper all the things you want. Yeah, screw Santa. Just tell Apple. Free sneakers. What what was it? Freaking sneakers. Freaking sneakers. (laughs) Freaking sneakers. Exactly. And uh, they will give you the opportunity to get them yourself. Freaking sneakers. Now it's time to advertise ourselves. Follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts by hitting the follow, follow button. button. Post every Saturday. And you can also follow us on TikTok Post Production Pod. Yes. And follow us on Instagram at Rachel H&H and at Curie underscore Jones where we post other things. About the stuff that we do. Mostly we post all the random crap about each other. Mostly Curie posting about how I'm late to podcasting every week except this week. Proud of you. I do my best. Yeah. And in the meantime... Hang tight. Don't click on targeted ads too much. Yep. And wear your mask. Amen. All right. This has been the Post Production Podcast. Better and better every week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC.